Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of 40 Weeks for Men, a resource for men, by men, in order to help us dads be the best we can be in this crazy, crazy world. 40 Weeks for Men is all about families. So today, we've got an interesting guest. He's going to help us uh, talk about this today. So I've got my dad on the program. Hello, everyone. So today we're going to introduce ourselves and then we're going to sort of get into it, talk to each other and think about being dads. So I'm glad that you could join us. I'm glad we're on video. Let's get it together. Thank you. Yeah, all right. Great. So, um, great. Good stuff. So do you want to introduce yourself first? So just say a little bit about yourself. No, you don't need to tell us your passport details. <laughs> Anonymous. Okay. So I am um Fayekemi's dad. And yes, I I, I love um my children. And um I love children um generally. And um I believe um as custodians um from God, uh we we are expect us to do the right things by them and for them to enable them to blossom into the best they can ever be in god so yes that's cool so can we just know a little bit about that like, what's your background where did you grow up how many kids have you had yes. obviously i'm one of them but no, if you tell us <laughs> yeah because the listeners might not sure so um i was born in nigeria uh, in what is regarded as the biggest city uh, and it's called Ibadan and I have um, three children um, who, of which um, uh, Faye is the very very first I've got two other children uh, whose names are Anthony and Emmanuel and yes it's been it's been a wonderful journey I love being a parent right from the moment, even before um, uh, it's quite a lovely thing to anticipate uh, being a parent. And then when it eventually happened that I became a parent, um, it was even a grandeur. And uh, it's been wonderful since then. Nice one. Yes. So obviously you guys know me, but I think I'll just say a little bit myself. So I'm Chris, uh, the founder and father of 40 weeks men so um yeah i got three girls um yeah and obviously this is my dad so today we're just gonna try and talk about what it's like to be a dad obviously we're from very different cultural backgrounds so my dad he was born in nigeria he grew up there in the radon um me i grew up i was born in london sure. i think yeah and i grew up in london um so yeah i'm nigerian descent Part of the diaspora, yes. but to be honest, um, I'm British. I'm very used to being British. All through and through. All through and through, <laughs> man. So, yeah, like we're gonna try and talk about being dads today. Yes. And obviously, we've got different perspectives and different histories, but okay. that's the beauty of it. Yeah. So let's get into it. All right. Introductions done. Done. All right. All right. Let's get into it. So, um, yeah, the first question to sort of stimulate conversation sure. is, um. When we think about being dads, yeah. um, do you think it's important for dads to talk to dads? Oh, yes. Um, so, in my 
put things better into context uh, before I answer any of those questions by saying uh, everything I do and everything I say or will say um, will be based upon what I know has been the right thing in Christ. Mm. So obviously we are Christians and we take our faith very seriously and um, in answering that particular question you know, the Bible does encourage us that we should sharpen each other in Christ. That's true. And the Bible also says that one of the things we should do is gather regularly, not just um, on a Sabbath day, um, when we can renew our vows and get rejuvenated in Christ. But it's also a way of people being able to share as well as grow. So when we share what we know, um, we obviously increase other people's knowledge and your knowledge also increases as well. Yeah. I so hear. that overall, in our different homes, we can be doing those things yeah, that glorifies God and edifies each and every one of us. Mm. Whether as um, fathers who are speaking to fathers or indeed um, our children. Um, yeah, so it is important. Yeah, he. Yeah. So obviously, I know you very well. I mean, yes. I know the listeners will know, but your relationship with God is very important. Oh, and it, it sticks really why you do a lot of things. But I want to know, like, obviously, some people believe in God, some people don't. Why do you think it's important for dads to talk to dads? I think it's important for dads to talk to dads because um, it gives each dad a perspective of what they might want to know um, mm. and relate to in their own lives. Mm. After all, we might live in different homes, yeah. but what you will find when you have these conversations is that there are similar things going on in our homes, That's true. particularly as Christian homes. And these things, when you have a conversation about them, they are there to actually strengthen you, strengthen your faith, yeah. and actually um, be a form of support for someone who needs to hear what you have to say. Yeah, We may not have the same experiences at the same time, um, and we may not have the same experiences ever, but the experience I may have had as a father mm. might just be the thing that would help someone. I need, yeah, true. To good get point. through being a father, I'll give good you a good point. example. Yeah. When Fahikema was born, mm. obviously we were quite new to the whole thing of being a parent. And because you were living in Great Britain, it's slightly different from the culture back home where there's always going to be someone around. Your mom's yeah. going to come. Yeah. Your father's going to come. Your uncles and aunts will be popping in and out from time to time. I realized very quickly. I needed that extra support from God and that was through prayer and listening to the sweet function of the Holy Ghost in enabling us to look after our children. Mm. So uh, particularly when I remember uh, Fahikemi, uh, who, who most of you know as Christopher, um, it became readily clear once the Holy Ghost kind of brought that into our minds that 
he was such a very clever young boy. From the onset, he wanted to explore. He wanted to have a better understanding of any and everything around him. <laughs> and so for us, when we got that re revelation, we allowed him to do exactly that. And I believe that's one of the reasons why Fahey Kemi went in great milestones. That is funny. For anyone to make a distinction. So I knew we were getting into this. I thought I was going to get you over there without you telling any stories about me. But you're going to, <laughs> so I'm going to stop you. Really good. Wonderful. Sorry um, about that. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's good to talk thing. about these things. It's good. It's good. <laughs> So I wanted to find out, let's go on to the next question. Yes. So really, like, we're doing this 40 weeks for men thing. Yeah. 40 weeks for men. Yes. So I'll just give a little summary of what it is. It's yeah. all about helping dads be better engaged in the whole pregnancy process oh, of yes. the 40 weeks with their wives or partners being pregnant. Yes. And also, like, thinking about parenting together afterwards yes. when the baby's young. Um, and just trying to help families think about how dads can be better involved in that yes. whole process. So, what do you think about 40 weeks for men? I think 40 weeks for men is 100% perfect for these times, especially. You see, no one knows it all. And those who do not want to share or feel they can learn are the ones who get left behind. Mm. For me, this forum, it serves as a point of contact with other people who are like-minded. Mm -hmm. And even with other people who you would never have thought are like-minded. Yeah. Because you only need to mention, and then someone needs to then respond before they then realize that, oh, hang on, that's exactly how I felt. Oh, mm -hmm. this is how I handled this. But on the matter of the question, should men be involved? Of course. Mm. Right from the minute. Um, we even knew we had a baby coming. It was plans, plans, plans. In accordance with the word of God. Mm. What we're going to do to prepare for that baby's arrival. What we're going to do after the baby's arrival. How we're going to manage after the baby's arrival. These were all discussed with me and his mom, way before it was even about four weeks from the belly. Mm. And there's a reason why I'm mentioning that. You see, those 40 weeks are very formative in the life of a parent. Yeah. Unknown to many people. You know what the Bible says? And what a lot of people say, whether they are Christians or not. If you don't plan, there's every likelihood that that person will not be successful in whatever they lay their hands on. That's true. So those plans were to do things in accordance with what we know to be the, um, the teachings of Christ. Yeah. But particularly, you know, emotions change. Whether we as men go through those emotions or not, you can feel that as a parent. Mm. I remember feeling the first kick of my son in the belly. It was an experience I would never forget. Now, imagine what it felt like for his mom. 
this little being is moving around. Mm. Her hormone changes. Yeah. Life becomes different. And you've got to understand why they have sometimes at those moments what people will call contemporarily mood swings. Mm. But if you think about it, your body is going through enormous change to accommodate this child in you. Every day that child grows. So the reason why the child grows is because it's getting all the nutrients and everything that's needed for that growth from this same one body. You as a father, you can't add anything to that. <laughs> it's true. You Either are way, totally good. outside of that. Yeah. What you must do is support that lady. Support that lady, yes. Good, that's good of us. That's and good of us. Good that we're talking about this. Yeah. Yes. You cannot take um, a backbench view. Yeah. Oh, she's going to be all right. Um, no. You want to understand every nuances, every single thing that's going on with her. And you have to listen. Mm. If there's been any time in your life you want to be attentive, these yeah. are the moments you want it's to be then. attentive. It's then. Yeah. Good you point. want to really know how, then you'll be able to act accordingly. Mm. Either proactively, which is always the best, but we know it's not always possible to be proactive in some things. It's true. Because that's just the way life is when it comes to science. Yeah. And therefore, sometimes you have to react because, oh, she's feeling somehow. People, you know, I can't forget how many times and phase one will take oh i feel like having this particular meal i'm like we don't even have that in the house but then you don't think about what you don't have you think about how you get to what you don't have to ensure you meet up with that demand mm -hmm. because after all she's not planned it is the way our hormones yeah. and everything else because of the baby has caused that to be now if men don't talk about these things amongst them how are they going to learn? Especially when you are in diaspora, as I said. Mm. You know, back home it's easier. There's always an aunt or an uncle. Yeah. Or your dad or your mom who's just like at hand to give you advice and help you through those times. Mm -hmm. But if you're not easily able to get them on the telephone as well, because you are so far away from there, you know, there has to be other ways. And this is one of the effective ways, in my opinion, yeah. where you want to basically get that support yeah and good point that's with other dads yeah good point. um yes indeed good point good point yeah. cool let's go on to the last question oh, okay. okay so dream with me yeah so you've sort of alluded to it in our conversation so oh, far okay. you have but i'm gonna ask you specifically yeah um if dads spent more time with each other yeah. so like if dads went out their way to talk to their own dads or other dads or like mentor yes uh what do you think would happen in the future if dads oh. did that more yeah so um that is not the best analogy because it, google is full of all kinds of things <laughs> imagine that it's a gracious resource i use the word gracious purposefully in all ramifications of the meaning of the word gracious as being that unmerited favor from God because when men talk to men yeah. about these things from my point of view as a Christian 
and man of God. The, those experiences were born out of the grace of God in the mm. first instance. Mm. Whoever we are, wherever we are, that we would have had those um, situations. Mm. And by then passing that on through conversation with other fathers. Mm. Imagine the resource we're building. You know, we hear about things being passed down from generation to generation. That, for me, is an amazing thing to be passed down yeah. from generation to generation. That which knowledge. Can, which then, yeah. for example, if he would apply that knowledge in his own context. context. Yeah, good point. Because it might okay. not be exactly the same thing, but it might just be formative for him to be able to make a decision as to how to act in those circumstances. Mm. Rather than depend on anything else that might not be based upon the values and the virtues of the God most high whom we all serve. Mm. So for me, I think that's very critical. Yeah. Um, resources are very contextual, mm. but this particular context is one that will last forever. Yeah. Um, obviously, I learned a lot from watching my dad be a parent in my life. Yeah. And I'm sure he must have learned one or two things from his own dad. Yeah, it's true. We learned from the ones above us. That's right. Day. But I never met my great grandfather. But I'm sure today I'll be a product of those gracious moments mm. when he had learned something or someone had learned something yeah. and had a conversation with him like, oh, did you know yeah. that when this happened to me, this is what I did? Mm. and with incredible success mm. and you know you once you realize that there can be incredible blessings from there why wouldn't you listen skip point. we learn the good things and the bad things from and we then pass it on yeah because yeah. someday someone is going to benefit from that mm. so let me ask you Obviously, from your dad, yeah. did you ever think there were some bad things that you didn't want to carry on? <laughs> that is a good question. I, I, it's very difficult to kind of figure out what I would say was bad about my dad. He was such a good man. Mm. Um, good. He was very faithful. He uh, was a very devout Christian. Morals were like highest on the list for my dad. He was a very disciplined man. So he, he made us learn how to be very disciplined, how to be honest. So that is his legacy. Yeah. The legacy of kindness, truthfulness, honesty, fear of God, living in accordance with the scriptures, you know, being fair, mm. but at the same time being very strong on your views, yeah. being right. I may have thought at some point that my father was just too forthright. He was, you know, if he knew something to be right, you can't dissuade him. He's doing that. <laughs> and I used to think, oh, I think when I was young, I thought he was going over the bar. Mm. Well, really, it wasn't. When I became a father, yeah, or when I grew up, those. I realized why, what my dad was saying. Mm. It wasn't a fault. It was proper. Mm. Then I, when I became a father, it all came home to me. 
Yeah. One of the first things I needed to do was get my children's trust to be able to listen and not be judged or not feel that they will be judged by coming to ask questions. Yeah. So I was, we were approachable. Both of us were approachable to our children to the extent that they knew they can tell us anything and therefore they never lied. Yeah, good point. They they were just not in the in the context of having a reason to lie. Because they knew they got something wrong, they are not going to be whipped or anything. They will be told what the right thing is. Mm. And they will be led to even converse about what are your views on this? Do mm. you think you could have handled this any better? And that gets them thinking. And you'll be amazed. They get the answers without you having to say anything. And just say, well, you got the answer. I don't have to say anything. I just yeah. leave them with that. Yeah. But that is aligning the spirit of God as well to dwell mm -hmm. in, in those conversations. All right, cool. I've got a question for you because yeah. I know we're wrapping up now. Okay. okay. Answer closing. Sure. But I'm just thinking, like, obviously a lot of people that are listening will have different relationships with their dads. Yeah. So I can, like, I'm really grateful. I can speak to you about lots of things. Yes. But some people can't speak to their dads. Oh, yeah. Or they just don't feel comfortable. How do we get over that? Yeah. How do we speak to our dads? This is an amazing question. I think it takes two to tango. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So whereas one might say to me, how do you mean it takes two to tango? There's a dad right up there. There's a child down there. But it should never be. Mm. You should always see them as... Power, you know, yeah, the same as level. the same level with you, yeah. And that means you coming down to their level and getting them to understand things from that level, mm. they will be at whether they are four, three, six, eight, ten, or even older. I think for me, the answer to that question is this you've got to cultivate the environment for someone to feel safe to ask yeah, questions, safe, yeah. To act in whatever manner they think they are right in themselves at that point in time. After all, that's why we're children. Mm. We've never been more than children until you get to being that age. And then one day after, you are past that age of yesterday. So it's not going to be new to you every single day. Apart from the grace of God, which we believe in, and how your parents lead you. There's not a lot to go by. Yeah, that's true. So the, what we did was to create an environment where we've, we, our, our children felt they can tell us anything. And they're not going to be, as I said, unnecessarily um, judged chastised. or chastised yeah. because they got it wrong. Yeah. When they get it wrong, it's a matter of, oh, I don't see from that point of view. Do you want to know why? And then you tell them. Mm. I said, what do you think about that? Do you think, from what I've said, you, you perhaps could see yourself acting otherwise? Yeah, cultivating a safe environment. Yeah. And that brought confidence to our children. Yeah, I That confidence, honestly, bothered quite a number of people who were not used to that culture. Mm. But I used to say something. If God intends us to be like that and gives us that opportunity to learn or to teach our children like that, yeah. We've got to stay by what we know to be the truth in Christ. Yeah, good point, good point. Let me ask you though, mm. how do we do that without that? Because obviously we introduce ourselves to the people. I'm pretty yeah. much British. 
you grew up in Nigeria. Yeah. We're different. So how yeah. do we cultivate a safe environment between you and me so that I can be like, Dad, listen, this baby is not sleeping. No. How do I how do I deal with this? Or this six year old is crazy. How do I deal with her? You've got to be involved. Be involved. Right from the moment in any and everything. You know, my our kids and us, we go out. Either we're going to school, we come back from school, we're going on the buses, we go shopping, we do anything. We make it fun. We see what our children see. We talk about what our children talk about. We get involved in what they see in the window of the bus as they go past. And we use that, depending on what the situation is, to give a lesson. Whether it's the biblical sense of it or from the disciplined sense of it. Mm. But we made it fun. I remember how we used to count trees when we were going in buses with my kids. How we used to look for colors to identify. I used to go along the way just for them to understand and remember their colors. Yeah. And honestly, they they were amazing when they came when they go back to school because a lot of this was just easy pizza, lemon squeezy for them. Yeah. But it is getting involved, letting them understand. There is no barrier. There is no fear like a lot of Africans forever used to have back in the day. I can't tell my dad I want to go and see my friend. That's what I'm saying. The fear um, there. I feel like a lot of men that like me, like middle-aged, like young black African guy, yes. would not sit down with their dad on the couch and speak about a lot of stuff. Oh yeah. From just my friends. Obviously I will. But like my friends, I know a lot of them struggle yeah. to do this. Yeah. So I'm like, how do we, how do we do that better? I want to encourage them. I think, I mean, every parent that you, they love their children. You've got to love them. And I mean, it's love, man. You've got to love them for real. That love is not just the one people talk about, just flimsily. This is real, true love. To for them, to, for you to realize that if I do not get involved in their lives and they do something wrong because I could have warned them or could have led them aright from doing those things. Mm. Who, are, who is really to blame? Is it the kids or is it you? Mm. In my opinion, it's the parent. So with friends, for example, my, my our children, we are allowed to have friends. All we required, who are they? What are their names? Who are their parents? Where do they live? And we need a point of duty over time to get to know them. So when your child says, oh, I had an amazing time today um, with this person in school and I'd like to go and play in their house sometime. You don't forbid them from doing that. Mm. You just say, well, it would be great if we can have a conversation with their mom mm. and dad and if they feel... It's okay for you to come. And of course, so we'll be able to do that. So they didn't have any fear, therefore, to open up to us about things that happen in school. Yeah. Things they want to do outside of school. And so on and so forth. Mm. I remember a day there was a knock on the door in my house, at my house. And I'm like, okay, so it's about time. Okay, so Fake came to come back home from school with his brother. And so I've gone to and I found about four to six other kids 
So I'm thinking, what's going on, guys? I said, hi, guys. You know, so I said hello to everybody. And I said, you know, I was cool and everybody answered. And they waited for me to ask all those questions. And then my son said, oh, um, my friends wanted to come home with me. So I'm thinking, well, he didn't tell me about this, you know. I could have prepared, but it was for the moment. If my son did not think he had a dad that he could trust, not going to go ballistic because he's knocked on the door and there's six other children with him who says they want to come to your house. And do you know why they wanted to come to my house? My son had gone and told everyone in school that my father loves to dance. And he's an amazing dancer. And they wanted to see me dance. So here I was, right in front of the house. <laughs> With all of these kids right in front of me. And they're all thinking, is he going to do it? I said, okay, well, fine. I'll give you all a sample. So I gave them a sample of a little bit of a dance. And they were all just, you know, what the kids are like. You know, yeah, it's funny, and they all went their way really happy. But you see, that's how you cultivate that, yes. I suppose, that environment. Yeah, the same They will go home and feel, yeah. you know, how cool is that? Mm. For his dad, just, you know, he just opened the door and he just treated us like his own. Yeah, and it's a good thing. I feel that's a good thing for a child. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. So, Dad, we're yeah. gonna wrap up. Sure. But I want to ask you the last thing. Yes. What do you want to say to the people listening, short and sweet, sure. as we close now? I think, for me, being a dad is the most rewarding blessing I have had from the Almighty God. I'm 59, and I'm still enjoying being a father at this time. You know, and you know how you know whether you've done a good parenting. If you can sit at home and you can say to yourselves, because you've got peace of mind, and the spirit validates that piece of mind to say it is well with your children, wherever they are. You know you've done a good job. Mm. And, you know, but we don't just, we put an effort. You know, here I've come to say hi. It's, I live four and a half hours away. It's never a chore to get in the car and come and see our children and our great and our grandchildren. And spend time with them. It always takes an effort. Be involved. Yeah, Enjoy good it. Point. Make memories. Make memories. Yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah. All right. We'll leave it on that beautiful note. It's wonderful to be with you. It's always good to talk with you. to be with you, Christopher. Love you, man. You look after yourself. We and we you will lots. speak more soon. Yes. So thank you for joining us. And uh, yeah. Watch the space for much, much more. Forty weeks for men. Forty weeks for men. Forty weeks for men.